Hey, welcome to this episode of the Hillside Church Podcast. We wanted to start recording more content and conversations as an effort to try to encourage and equip our church midweek. We hope to cover a variety of topics as well as hear from others in our church. Today, we are starting a multi-part series on the topic of discipleship. Welcome to this episode of Turning Back Time with Robbie and Dan. I think I might need to turn you I just back came down because you I, came in pretty hot. I came in real hot. The audio. So, Sorry. Turning Back Time. Is that what we're calling it now? And then we play that share song. The share song? If I could turn back time. <laughs> Don't put that on there because we'll get flagged <laughs> by YouTube. <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, inside joke. I'd love to be a part of one someday. Okay. Now, Anyways. Now we can get started. <laughs> all right. So, sorry you had to listen to all that. No, um, you didn't have to listen to all that. There's a button on your phone that can it skips 30 seconds at a time. 15. Whatever. So, you can just tap that uh, to skip through stuff you don't want to listen to, such as us talking about whatever just happened. So, anyways... Church, we're back today. We're starting a new series, podcast series, not a sermon series, although we did start a new sermon series called Parables. Parables with Pastor Robbie. <laughs> Robbie's drinking a tea van knob. What's that? What's that say? It's a tall, tall vanilla, vanilla sweet cream. Sweet cream. Nitro. Nitro. Cold brew. Cold brew. So he's a little uh, extra chipper today. Lit. Um, but anyways, we're going to start a series on discipleship and specifically like looking at how does one disciple another or multiple. And this whole idea kind of came, it, it sparked from one of our uh, membership meetings. We had our most recent one. Um, just hearing from people of like uh, wanting to be more equipped in if we're supposed to be discipling people, how does one do that? And getting tools about um, how to kind of go about that. And so we're going to do a few different episodes just on the topic of a whole as discipleship. And today we're just going to kind of lay the foundation, lay the groundwork of what in the world is discipleship. So we talk about that's a term we talk about in the church all the time. Um, but I just want to cover like what that means. And uh, the hope for this podcast too is just to kind of raise the horizons. Of, we won't probably touch on this that much in this episode, but to raise the horizons of what is possible for discipleship. I think um, in the church, at least the church is I'm familiar with, which is kind of 90s, early 2000 Midwest, Western churches, uh, Discipleship can be pretty one-dimensional, and so we hope to just kind of explain what it is and raise the horizons of what's possible um, in discipleship in different ways. You can be active in it without it having to look necessarily a certain, uh, only one certain way. So that was me talking a lot, Robbie. So um, I want to hear from you. If we're going to talk about discipleship, well, before we even talk about what is discipleship, let's talk about what is a disciple. Okay. <laughs> that sounds good. 
Okay, so uh, what would you like? How would you explain even what is a disciple? If somebody, especially if somebody's not familiar with the Bible or church yeah. or where does that word come from? Why do we use it so much? What in the heck does it mean? Dude, did your phone just beep? It was my iPad. You pulled a Cassie. I know. Uh, well, a disciple by definition is a follower of another person, someone that promotes the doctrines of another person. So that's not necessarily Christian discipleship, but just right. like, because they're disciples of all sorts of stuff. Lots of things. So then a Christian disciple would be a follower of Christ, someone who has been saved by grace, who accepts and follows Jesus Christ, but then also spreads that doctrine and truth to other people. So mm-hmm. I would say it's a really basic definition of discipleship, but I'd say it's a good jumping off point maybe. Yeah. So a disciple, you can't really be a disciple that's only intaking and not pouring out. It's like a disciple, you're saying, spreads that, those beliefs. A disciple makes disciples, put another way, right? Right. And so, and just a, f- other, a few different terms that we'd maybe use synonymously, but more like used in our day and age would be, like you said, a follower, you know, a follower of someone, an apprentice of someone or something, a learner of someone or something, or even like a trainee would be a, a word that would maybe use, um, or student of, of someone or something. And I love how you talked about, like, it's not a Christian idea Mm -hmm. because we are, um, we're all, being discipled and discipling people on something. So, for example, pickleball. Mm. Um, I love pickleball. I got introduced to pickleball, and I think it's one of the best things in the world. And uh, naturally, I want to share that with other people. And so I'm making disciples of pickleball. Yeah, And that's not sacrilegious to say. It's just I'm promoting um, the idea of pickleball and sharing the right. rules of pickleball and inviting people to play pickleball. Mm-hmm. And so, but we can be, you know, that's a kind of fun example, but there's also, a, you could use examples of like ideologies or, you know, you get into like political disciples or yep. disciples of culture. Like we're all being influenced by all sorts of stuff. Right. And so a disciple in this context of what we're saying is just like a disciple that's being influenced to the way and beliefs and truth of Jesus. Yep. That's good. Yep. Robbie, no, liked, Robbie liked that. No, it's good. And I think it's important also sometimes, you know, we use terminology inside of the church and people think we're weird, but yeah. and that it's totally separate from the world we live in. But I, I think it's important for us, especially as we're like, we're going through this parable series as a church. Jesus used very practical life illustrations mm-hmm. and used like farmers and yeah. widows and corn and wheat and like he coins. It was never stuff that was easily understood at that in that culture. Right. And I think we should but also just like reference the fact that God created good things. And like when we're and maybe this is the. Nitro cold brew talking, but when we're uh, <laughs> the T van, yeah, when we are operating as 
disciples, it's the way that we were created to operate. And so we do often enjoy things um, and then start following things and then start promoting things. But at our best as believers, we'll be sold out for the gospel and also want to share that good news of the kingdom of God with mm-hmm. people. So it's just, it's not as weird, I think, as sometimes we make it a churchy thing, but it's just the way we were created. Yeah. Also. So if that's, we'll, we'll kind of put a bow on that. A disciple is a follower, student, yeah, apprentice of, in this context of Jesus, um, mm-hmm. looking to come under his rulership, live like he lived, and then um, passing that same stuff along to others. Yeah. So if that's what a disciple is, and that was kind of a long-winded definition, but whatever. Uh, okay, let's take the next step. Then what is discipleship? So that's what a disciple is. What is discipleship in that same, kind of along that same line? Why don't you take a stab at it first? Shoot. Okay. Because um, I, I see your notes. I was, You're yeah. prepared. Stop looking at my notes, dude. I gave you your own sheet, okay? You're supposed to write down your own notes. Robbie's, Robbie's taking my notes and, oh, you are. That's why I'm letting you go first. Oh, thanks. Um, okay. I think at the most basic definition, discipleship is helping other people follow Jesus, mm. helping other people live like Christ and, and share the beliefs of Christ. And so that's what I'd say, like, as far as a definition, that's what I think most basically um, it is. And I was looking at, uh, like, Luke six forty says, a disciple is not above his teacher, mm. but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. And so if Jesus is our teacher, discipleship is helping us be fully trained to be like our teacher. You know, the famous, um, the Great Commission, you know, is kind of the famous go-to make disciples passage. And he says, Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, um, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then teaching them to obey or observe, depending on your translation, all that I have commanded you. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's what discipleship is, is is often it's helping people obey all that I have um, commanded you. A lot of times we teach them what they're supposed to obey, but not help them, like teach them to obey or uh Sometimes in the church, we can be really good at like creating converts, but not disciples. Mm-hmm. You know, well, they'll, they'll share the beliefs. They will um, like the basic beliefs and come to Christ, but then we never help them actually obey all that Christ has commanded to actually live out. You know, we just got through the Sermon on the Mount, like live these things out. How do we help um, others obey all that um, he has commanded? So I would say that's, that's how I would define discipleship, helping others follow Jesus, helping others obey all that he has commanded, helping others love God and love people. Yeah. Um, what, what would you add well, to that? Well, I would or? say in that, yes, in that context. So in in what you've just said, um, disciples are people who multiply. So exactly what you just said, Matthew 28, go into all the world. John 8, I don't know if that's stepping on your... Dude, I don't got John 8 in my notes. Nice. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. Mm -hmm. 
So it just, I mean, it flows into the exact same thing you're talking about, like being disciples of Christ and doing discipleship is teaching people how to abide in the word. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then he goes on and says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yeah. So it's just part of being a disciple of Christ and part of discipleship is one following the teachings of Jesus, but also then helping other people follow the teachings of Jesus, which is really just exactly what you just said. But so I don't know that it's adding to it, but more just adding another scripture that says mm-hmm. the people that are Jesus's disciples are the ones that abide in his word. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Cause yeah, that could be another way of saying it's like helping people abide in Christ, helping people understand the teachings of Christ, helping people live out the teachings of Christ are all kind of definitions of what uh, discipleship is in yeah. a church. Because even if you thought of it, in a, again, taking it, taking discipleship outside of the Christian idea, you know, what would be a disciple, what would be discipleship in the workplace? Like it would be helping yeah. teach people to like, you know, they do that like apprentice apprenticeships, yeah. uh, electrical you know electricians that's the word electrician apprentices like it's teaching them what to know and how to do it and how to do it well yeah you know i would say the major difference between discipleship in the common world and discipleship kingdom discipleship is that our goal as disciples and disciplers is not to produce fruit our goal is to abide in christ God does the fruit producing. Obviously, we want to see fruit produce, but like you and I aren't discipling people in order to see someone who's more loving and joyful and peaceful and patient and kind and all those things. We are trying to, like like I would say John 8 is saying, the person who is the disciple is the one who abides in the word of God. And even this like teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you, but fruit is a byproduct of something the spirit does in your life. And so obviously we want to see fruit, but then in the, in the day-to-day world, we generally will disciple people in order to get something out of them. Mm -hmm. And so even in our world, and the only reason I bring this up is like when we do discipleship and even practical discipleship, I think it's a lot more incremental than it is when we talk about pickleball or when we talk about discipling someone in the workplace, a lot of the fruit that we want to see in a believer's life might not happen at a rapid, rapid pace. Incremental, what do you mean? Like I just mean it doesn't slower? happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen oh, as fast yeah. as yeah. it does in terms of other discipleship. You know, mm-hmm. like if I want to disciple someone into being a Nebraska fan, it doesn't take them Good forever. Luck. Well, yeah, but it doesn't take them forever to learn the names of the roster or, you know, mm-hmm. read the stories and go to a game and, you know, all of these get T-shirts or whatever it takes to be a disciple of Nebraska. But like fruit i think sometimes when we talk about discipleship and maybe we'll get to this in our discipleship series we point to here are the things that you can expect to see from someone but i think the base point for us should be do they abide in christ Mm -hmm. are they abiding in his word and then fruit's gonna come but Mm -hmm. but that isn't our job 
Our job is not to force fruit, especially trying to do that apart from right. the source of... And so then we can never say as disciplers, oh yeah, that person has so much more joy in their life because of me. Right. Because you even think about what Paul says, you know, I watered... Oh, shoot. What is it? I watered... I planted, he watered, but God gave it the growth. Right. So it's like we yeah, aren't taking credit for... Robbie helped me become more joyful. Well, Robbie may have, but he really helped me abide in Christ, which resulted in living. A Pointed life. you to the source. Yeah, the right. source. Mm-hmm. So uh, more on that, you know, John 15, apart from me, you can do nothing. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, let's talk about just why is it so important? Discipleship. Yeah. Why because is it so I would why say nobody care? drifts into godliness. Hmm. Did you make that up? I've definitely read it somewhere 15 years ago. Wayne and Gretzky, been Michael Scott. saying it to, even when I was a youth pastor, you don't drift into godliness. You don't drift into holiness. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know where I read it, but it's something that has stuck in my brain for so many years. That's why discipleship is important. You, you don't just accidentally Mm-hmm. Uh, because the world is trying to teach you the opposite. Yeah. So, and it's the same reason we would say, why are spiritual disciplines important? Why are all of these things in our faith, which is part of discipleship important? Because you don't just drift mm-hmm. into godliness. Because without it, you are drifting into something. You know? Yeah. We're being bombarded every day on our phones, on our billboards, on from people we know with all sorts of agendas, you know, and I don't even say that in like a super conspiracy keep, way. Oh, I wanted to guess. What were you going to say? Well, I wanted you to keep going. So or like, I don't even like say that charades. as like a super judgmental, you know, hyper conspiracy type of right. way, but just like, <laughs> like everybody has an agenda for your life. Yeah. AI is trying to overtake. Or just whatever. even just like, yeah. you know, businesses, marketing, they, uh, you know, they're not just trying to, be nice. They have an agenda for your life. For sure. They're trying to sell you something, son. You know? Yeah. And so without any resistance to that, or, you know, what people, when some people would call counter formation or like counter discipleship, right? you are just becoming like everybody else. And uh, the cultural's drift is not towards Christ likeness, Mm -hmm. but really away from it in a lot of ways. So yeah, I, I think that's great. Um, just that it's so important if we are we are becoming something, mm-hmm. someone. If we're not intentionally trying to become like Christ, we're probably becoming more like the world or whatever is popular in our culture. Yeah, it's a it's that spiritual concept of there's there's really no such thing as standing still spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just stay in one spot. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably true of. Every other thing in life, too. Health. Health. It's basketball skill. You used mm. to be LeBron James, and now look at you. No, I'm... Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I'd take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Now you're Wally Zerbiak. You hey, he, was, he used to play for the Timberwolves. He was, I know. Could, dude could shoot. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not as good as LeBron. No, LeBron. Shout out up on to the... Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listens to this. Uh, LeBron's come up on two episodes in a in a row. So, really, yeah, nice. 
Praise you, God. You've said LeBron as many times as you've said, as you've said Jesus. <laughs> What's that tell you about your discipleship? Drifting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just like the obvious thing is, you know, this is what Jesus left us with. Mm-hmm. This was what he commanded. The gospel of Matthew ends with this. You know, he goes through 28 chapters of the life of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, the the miracles and healings of Jesus, um, the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus. And then Matthew chooses to end his gospel count on this. Like this is the bow on um, his recording account of Jesus's life. And so, yeah, it's not something to make light of or um, be kind of haphazard to. Like this is what Jesus left us with. Yeah. To go and, and make disciples this is what he left his disciples with and in turn us. And so even just from a, from that, you know, obvious standpoint of, man, it is commanded by Christ to his disciples. You have to be active in discipleship, not just even discipleship for yourself, but helping others along the way as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if this goes with what you're saying, but it I th- does. I think Let's it does. It. Um, LeBron. Christ. Disciples love other disciples of Christ. Uh, All right. Which means that, like, we would want people to grow. You're right. Um, And I'm I'm, that new commandment Jesus gives, John 13. um, Oh, don't boil a goat in its mother's milk. Exactly. He says, (laughs) John 13, verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give you that you love one another. And the only reason I'm saying this is actually I'm paused from the scripture. I'm saying this because it's convicting to me in terms of discipleship. But a new commandment I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. And then verse 35, by this people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Hello. And he's not talking about random folks on the street. He's talking about other believers, you Mm -hmm. know. And so... I think when we talk about teaching them to obey or teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, it's it's out of love for another brother to help yeah. each other walk towards Christ. So yeah. when we talk about discipleship and the importance of it, it it's gigantic. It was huge to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And by this, people will know that you are my disciples. Yeah, you care for each other and not 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 just physical needs. In fact, of course, Jesus has cared. He concerned with our physical needs, but ultimately he's concerned with our eternity. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Well, thanks. It's here's, in the Bible. But. Here's what I would say. I think that's hundred percent right. I think even more so than our, it should extend from our love, maybe not more so, but along the same lines of it should extend from our love for others. It should extend from our love for God, mm-hmm. because if we have been radically changed and encountered God's grace, our hearts should be so refreshed and enlivened with this good news that we can't help but share it with others, mm-hmm. you know? And so if we have a hard time, um, we don't want to be in discipleship or disciple others, or we're, we're not eager to share about Christ. We have to ask, has this good news become old news? Has this good news, it, was it ever, did it ever really seem like good news to me? Because when when you come across something that's so mm-hmm. life-changing, you naturally want to tell other people about it. Back to the pickleball <laughs> analogy. When I first started playing pickleball and really started getting into it, 
Okay, so we had. I'm gonna. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. We're gonna end on pickleball. Can I say one more thing? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, you mean after me or before? After you. <clears throat> or do you the first shall be before? last. You want me to say it before? Yeah. Just don't let me forget my thought. Ooh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, I I was just gonna pickleball. say. Um, are we so pet? Well, you had said, or has this, um, this good news grown, grown old or whatever. Yeah. Or even I was just thinking some people have new good news. Like they feel like there's something more important to share with people than mm. his disciples are to abide in his word. You know, like yeah. our good news now is whatever we've heard on the latest podcast we're listening to that's political or whatever. Or Nebraska uh, football. Exactly. Podcast. Or pickleball. Now go ahead. What were you going to okay. say? Was that your point? Or did you finish your point? I, I When you were talking, it just made me think some of the things that we try and make discipleship, uh, even under the Christian thing, are not what Jesus has called us to. Right. To help people abide in him. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, okay. Well, just with the pickleball thing, um, we started playing pickleball at the church. And so we, at our city suite barbecue, we, we set up lines and got a net and just started introducing it to, to anybody that would, um, want to play. And that was so fun to see other people start to enjoy and share in something that I think is so awesome. Mm-hmm. And it was, it wasn't like, Oh, pickleball. That's mine. Pickleball told me I have to do this. Right. You know, the pickleball god or whatever, or the, you know, founder of it. It wasn't, um, they're seriously, they're kids trying to break into our room right now. So <laughs> if you hear that background noise, that's what that is. Um, but it just was like a, a genuine love for, came from, I love this thing. I want to share it with others. Yeah. And so I think that has to be, you know, one of the main sources of our motivation for, why discipleship is so important. One, we've encountered God and this is life changing. We can't help but want to share it with people we love. Yeah. Second, we love those people and want them to experience it in the same way. And so, yeah. Um, I think those are two main ways that need to fuel our desire for uh, discipleship yeah. towards That's others. That's good, Pastor Dan. That's good. Should we go play some pickleball? We got to wrap this up and go play some pickleball right now. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Oh, I saw there are two courts at the high school. Are there? Today, they're on the tennis courts, but I was there for Brennan's little track thing. What? Yeah. So just so you know. Also, whoever is in charge of Vermilion, um, if we could get some some real pickleball courts, outdoor yeah, pickleball courts here. Yeah, I don't know if this here. is true, and I probably shouldn't share it on our podcast. We have some coming? I got, I got a little intel yesterday from someone in town. That we're getting some? Are they going by the armory? Potentially... Where they tore down. I'm just gonna start spreading rumors right here on our podcast. Yeah, just cool. Yeah, but let it be known it's a rumor. I don't really know, but the Jolly Elementary, the Austin Elementary is gonna be like I can't remember Big Brother, Big Sister building. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just a few things that'll stay there, but Jolly is probably gonna get torn down. Okay, potentially sold to the city for like a dollar. Torn down. I might buy it. That to the city, not to you. No, if they're selling it for a dollar, though, I'll no, offer but to two, the city. I'll, no, but yeah. I'll offer more, two bucks. Okay, nice, good idea. But then they would turn part of that into lots, probably sell for housing, I don't know. But then um, I, so the person that told me probably has a good idea of what's happening there, but um, maybe tennis courts, and he used the word pickleball courts. So 
I mean, we're probably only five to ten years away from that. But mm-hmm. just, That's exciting. You heard it here first. Well, Spread the news. There's some good news for Start you to go and tell everybody. The people. Yeah. And tell the good news. Yeah. So we'll wrap up there and uh, we'll come back uh, with our next episode along the same topic of just continuing to talk about discipleship and how we can do it as followers of Christ. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hillside Church Podcast. We hope it helps equip you to start thinking about how to be active in Jesus's mandate of discipleship. We want to dispel the unnecessary complexity of discipleship and help show you how you too can practically live this out.